Hey everybody, welcome to today's Take Heart. Hope you're doing well. As you may know, our church family here in Watford is reading through John's Gospel together, really as a way of keeping our eyes on Jesus during this time. And, uh, and we're loving it. And there's this one particular passage that uh, is our reading for today, which is when Jesus is in a fierce discussion with the Jewish leaders and they're kind of, they're persecuting him really, they're coming for him. And he's defending himself. And as part of his uh, kind of conversation with them, he says to them, look, you know what, a, a, a testimony in a law court, or a single person testifying about themselves in a law court, that's not considered valid. And that's true today, you know, in any court of law, someone just testifying on, on, you know, on their own behalf is not considered to be particularly weighty. So you need to have some other witnesses involved. And Jesus says, I do have that. I have other people who testify about who I am. And he says, John the Baptist is one of those. And, you know, you went to him, although you didn't believe him. And then he says this, uh, John chapter 5, verse 36. I have a testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. And uh, the conversation really began, the argument began because Jesus had healed somebody. And in John's gospel, the miracles are called signs, which is, of course, something that points beyond themselves. And what Jesus is saying here is that his miracles, his signs, they, um, they're the testimony of the Father. That's God the Father speaking to you that I'm doing these things. I'm empowered by him. And it's, it's the Father testifying to the truth of who I am. And straight after making this statement, um, Jesus goes on to perform two of the, probably his most famous miracles. So the first is the feeding of the 5,000. There's a crowd of thousands in the wilderness and there's no food. And Jesus takes a little boy's picnic, just some bread and some fish, breaks it and makes tuna sandwiches for everybody. And there is like so much food left over as well. And then the miracle that happens after that, the next sign, is that uh, the one where he there's a storm and he calms the storm. And this particular occasion, what happens is he walks across the water through a storm and the disciples are terrified. They think he's a ghost. And then they hear his voice saying, it's me. Don't be afraid. He gets in the boat and the storm stops. And... Um, you know, we, you can read those, those miracles in John 6, those signs, and they show us um, in very much what Jesus is able to do. And they speak directly to our situation today. So, you know, I love the miracle of feeding the 5,000. It speaks of provision, um, particularly given the fact that it's in the wilderness. They're out in the middle of nowhere. And yet God is able to provide everything that they need. And I find that an encouragement when we consider the fact that we're heading into an economic wilderness and a time of real economic hardship, we're already in it, many of us. And just to come back to the fact that Jesus is a provider, he is the provider. He's able to take the little that we have and somehow turn it into more than enough. He's capable and willing to do miracles of provision. The second uh, miracle here, the second sign, the calming of the storm. It almost goes without saying, it's, it sounds cliched except it's true that we're in the middle of a storm right now and for many of us that storm has taken on its own unique flavour. For some of us it's an, it's an emotional storm. 
at the moment. For some of us, it's a relational storm and our, our closest relationships are under great strain. And what, what I find incredibly comforting is that Jesus in the story, he just walks so calmly right through the middle of the chaos, right through the middle of the storm. And when they listen for him, they hear him saying, don't be afraid. And the reason that those words, don't be afraid, it's me, carry weight, is because of what happens next, which is he gets in the boat and the storm stops. He's the master of every storm, which must mean he's the master of this one right now. He's still sovereign. And when he says to us, and when we hear him through the chaos, speaking to us, hey, I've got you, I'm with you, that carries tremendous weight because of what he's able to do. So the miracles, they speak of uh, kind of what Jesus is able to do, but also they point us to who Jesus is. They testify. The Father, through the miracles, testifies, this is my son. He's the one. And uh, one of the things that just helps us get that picture, kind of at a slightly um, maybe deeper level, is to understand that in the background of this particular part of what's happening in the gospel is the story of the Exodus. And the story of the Exodus is really the controlling story for Israel. It's the, it's the story of their great rescue from Egypt, where God sent Moses to rescue them. and he, he rescued them with plagues. He brought them out of slavery through the wilderness and eventually into the promised land. And uh, the rescue plan involved a number of things. One of the things that happened is when God and Moses were having a conversation at the burning bush, this is when God is going to send Moses. Moses said to God, Exodus chapter 4, what if they don't believe me? <laughs> I think I would have said the same thing. And God says to Moses, okay, here's a few things you can do if they don't believe you. And he gives him what the word is, signs. He says, take your staff and throw it down on the ground. It becomes a snake. He says, put your hand in your cloak and it gets diseased and then put it back in it gets healed again and he gives him gives him another one he gives him some signs and he says that basically the idea is that these signs will show that you have been sent by me and if i was one of the israelites and moses turned up doing stuff like that i'd start to i'd start to take him pretty seriously if i still had doubts i'd probably trust him a little bit more when we got to the red sea and moses you know prayed to god and the sea parted if I still had doubts, I'd probably stop doubting when we got to the desert and we were complaining that there was no food. And then Moses prayed and manna, bread from heaven, literally covered the ground every single morning. I think I'd start to be pretty convinced. Do you know what? Moses really is on a rescue mission from God himself. And uh, if Moses was sent by God to rescue the Israelites from slavery, Jesus comes from God the Father to rescue the whole world. And he is, uh, it's not just that he is like Moses in that sense, it's that he's far greater than Moses. For this rescue, God doesn't, in a sense, send somebody else, but God comes himself. God the Son comes. And there are echoes of the great Exodus story, the wilderness. Jesus is there in the wilderness, and he feeds 5,000 people with bread from heaven, as it were. But then when they come and they ask for more bread the next day, he says, hey, don't, you, you're missing it. I'm the bread. 
Look at me. The food I just gave you is just pointing you to who I am. And then uh, it's not just the wilderness, but there's also the water, just like there was the water of the Red Sea. Jesus, though, he doesn't part the sea. He just walks right over the top of it. And the disciples, they're terrified when they see him. And I don't know if this was in their head or not, but it says in Job chapter 9, verse 8 of God, he alone stretches out the heavens. He treads the waves of the sea. They see in Jesus, Yahweh himself, walking over the tops of the waves. And what these miracles, what these signs do, is they point us to the facts, to the truth. They testify to the truth that Jesus Christ is God the Son. That he has come from God the Father. And here's one of, this is like a series in my head of just like, oh my word, I can't even believe it. But here's the final bit. And he's come to rescue us. And indeed he has rescued us. And, uh, you know, just to ponder that today, I get to hold hands, as it were, with the one whose, whose hand span measures the, the stars. I get to exchange words with the one whose words made the world. Um, and it's not simply that he's awesome and, and vast and powerful. It's that he's kind and he's committed and dedicated to us. Uh, these signs testify to him, the cross and the resurrection, they testify to him, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit testifies to him, the work that we see uh, God do in our lives today and the lives of those around us, they testify him, to him too. And what it says to me, uh, and what it reminds me of, is that Jesus is worthy of our trust. He really is. And I don't know about you, but at a time like that, that gives me a tremendous amount of confidence and peace.